black guy. You might know this, but it's Monday morning. It's a Sly Guy podcast. Let's do this. Isolation, lockdown, coronavirus, COVID-19, whatever you want to call it. The motherfucker has more names than P. Diddy. And you know what it can do? Suck my dick. Welcome to the Sly Guy podcast. I'm coming in hard this week. As in aggressively with the start of the podcast, not erect, because that would be wholly inappropriate and entirely weird given the current situation. And even if it was, why would I tell you guys? You don't need to know that. But what I'm saying is, guys, listen, I'm coming in hard this week. I'm ready for a good Sly Guy podcast. I'm ready to show you guys what I'm all about. I'm ready to show you guys the deal. I'm ready to fucking be positive because last week I was a fucking negative ninny. I listened to a bit of the podcast back after some people were like, hey man, was everything all right with you in the podcast last week? And I went, hey guys, having a time of my life, why, what's the problem? And they're like, ow, you sound a little bit like, you know, negative. And I was like, listen, sometimes you go to a school canteen. I mean, you shouldn't. When you've left school, and I mean, a canteen only really exists in primary schools. You've more so like, like restaurant type situation going on in in secondary and grammar schools. So we're we're talking about you go to the school canteen in primary school. Some days you go in, you get fish and chips. Some days you go in, you get sausages and mash. And then other days you go in, you might just get a soup. And you go, hold on. Although this is basically filling my hole in my stomach I'm not really as interested in the soup as I am in bangers and mash let's be straight my point being every week the Sly Guy podcast should be fucking bangers and mash but last week it was soup and it wasn't just regular soup it wasn't like a nice vegetable soup it wasn't a chicken broth nah it was a fucking lobster bisque and everyone knows lobster bisque tastes like pissy cock and I mean Unless you have a fetish, you aren't wanting a mouthful of pishy cock. So what I'm saying is sorry for the negativity of last week's podcast. Sometimes the situations get the better of you. But this week, I am fucking buzzing, mate. And I'm coming in strong. I'm feeling good. We're settled in the lockdown. I've got a routine. I'm, I'm figuring it out and I'm feeling much more positive this week than it did last week. So hopefully it reflects in terms of the energy of the podcast. Hopefully it's a funnier podcast because, I mean, last week's was dick. You know, if you're tuning into the podcast for the first time and, like, you're, you're say you, you slyhards are recommending me to people, you're like, oh, check out this guy, Dave Elliott. He's really funny. And then they tune in and it's basically the oral version of all around me are familiar faces, worn out places, worn out faces, and I find it kind of funny. I'm picturing Auschwitz. I'm finding kind of sad. The dreams in boy in striped pajamas are the best I've ever had. I find it hard to tell you genocide in Ser- Serbia. find it hard to take. When people run in circles, it's a coney, very mad world. When what you really want, when you listen to me, is when I was young, I see that life was so wonderful. Yeah, a miracle. Let's go, beautiful, beautiful. Yes, and that's what you're gonna get this week. Pumped energy and good to go. Now, I feel like that was a wee bit maybe too extreme, a wee bit too much, Auntie. You know, 
Um, and you're probably going, oh no, first of all, Mickey Bartlett's lost his mind. The man shaved every part of his body. Why has he done it? Who knows? But now Dave's lost his mind. Nah, I'm just getting myself pumped up because I want to give you a podcast come. You know, I want to give you a big hot steaming pile of podcast come and I want you guys to drink it down. Probably should have said something else, maybe like warm blackcurrant Ribena or something, you know, but I, I don't know why I went with cum because ultimately it probably doesn't taste nice. I've never tried any. You know, obviously as a teenage boy, the temptation's there to be like this, but then you go, nah, you know, the thought of, of you know, having lips on your cum, nice, but the thought of having cum, you know, you know what I'm saying, I'm taking hold. But I'm bringing an energy this week, guys. I'm bringing positivity. I realise that we're in a time where people aren't feeling great about themselves. They're stuck inside. They're frustrated. They're fed up. They're they're maybe feeling unwell, feeling unsure. And I'm just, just here to basically be a little light in the little smallest way I can. But in some way, I'll just try to brighten up a day for you guys. So listen, we're coming in. This is it. Lockdown's truly upon us. I'm figuring it out myself. I've decided now this is the situation we're in. This is something that's happening. So there's either two options. Option number one is you be a little bitch. Or option number two is you go, right, we're dealing with it, so let's make the most of a difficult situation. How do we do that? Lots more time at home. So what do we do? Stuff about the house. We tidy the house. We clean it. We cleanse it. Make sure we're disinfecting where possible. We're doing other wee chores that are necessary. You know, like, 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 like painting the the flooring of the loft. That's a sort of job, a nece- a necessary job you should do when you're on lockdown. You know, I'm finding a lot more time again. I am working from home at the minute, which is, I mean, I'll be honest, this is my dream. <laughs> you know, in many ways, it's like I just want to be working as a writer full time from home. See now. I'm a bit like, nah, maybe I'll just stick with the job a bit and then kind of right in the side because just being home looking after a two-year-old is entirely difficult. You know, it's it's tough work. And, um, I mean, I've got some news for you guys. I've said to the Patreons, I've let them in on a secret. But the last few weeks have been tough for me personally because uh, I've said my wife Catherine has been unwell. A lot of people getting in touch thinking, oh, no, she's got to be touch of the COVID. Nah. She doesn't. She's got a wee touch of the David, which is me. And as a result, she probably got too much of the David, if you know what I mean. And as a result, is now pregnant, which is great. So we've been sort of planning this one, right? There's a difference when we had baby number one, Holly. Total fluke. Total accident. Total, I don't want to say mistake, but total uh, gift. You know, we'll settle on that one. She was just not planned. This one arduous you know had to because if you ever be right here's the thing right i don't know if any of you guys have had children by surprise kind of like i did first time you know you find out and you go all right okay didn't expect that again full skin went gray my whole body went gray and my mind thought i was dealing with it pretty well remaining calm just kept going i'll be fine it'll be fine It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Catherine's like, yeah, no, it'll be fine. Yeah, it's going to be fine. It's fine. It is. Woo! It's fine. It's going to be fine. It will be fine. This time around, we were planning, and that's a whole different kind of pressure. I don't know if any of you people have had, like myself, uh, one by accident, one planned. Day and night, you know, whenever you're just uh, not thinking about stuff, hey, 
it's great crack. You're just doing the old practicing, and then voila, you're enjoying the end of the practice, if you know what I mean. And then this time around, you've got to be like, now you need to be ready, fully reloaded, hydrated, ready to go on the 4th of the month at 8.03pm whenever the sun's just directly above the house and whenever it's affecting the tide. So there's a certain amount to draw on that and then the egg's going to be released in the ovaries and you have to become exactly that moment. Not easy. But we got there. Again, a lot of pressure on me. A lot of pressure on me to deliver at that particular time and thankfully we got there in the end because it was stressing me out. We had to take a break from it. I'd be like, listen guys, you know, I I just can't. I'm not a performance sale. I'm not a 15-year-old guy anymore. See, if you'd have come to 15-year-old Dave on study leave, you'd have been talking about 12 to 15 loads a day he could have served up. This guy, you're lucky to get one good one every quarter. So we got very lucky. We got pregnant. I'm delighted. I'm expecting... I'm not expecting anything, I should point out. We are expecting um, junior number two in early October, late September time. And I'm very excited about it. Um, but, like with everything, that's great. It's been it's been quite difficult because obviously there's the whole hormones of morning sickness to deal with. Catherine's got it real bad this time, I think. Anyway, she's either got it real bad, she's really sick... Or she's playing me like a kipper. She's stitching me up. I'm going to take the benefit and say to her, listen, you're, you are sick. Because if she's not, she's in for a, in for a whooping. And I'm not going to beat her, but just I'll, I'll whip her with like a wet tea towel. I'm not an abusive guy, but I'll, I'll definitely incorporate a sting. So that's what's been going on the last few weeks. It's just been a tough time dealing with her feeling unwell. Having been stuck in the house dealing with Holly all the time. She's a two-year-old. She needs out. She needs to run free. So it's hard to, to try and balance all together. Thankfully, this week, Catherine's been feeling much better. Much more like her old self. Holly has been able to get out in the garden. Because there's a guy who's a lazy sod. I'll tell you who. It's me. Cut the grass. I did it. I cut the grass back. It's... Uh, looking great it's now a space where she can go out run about the place i can go out do some exercise um and yeah it's, it's just good overall this week you know we've been planning things i've been sort of trying to figure out what to best do with my time because I'm, I'm definitely an undiagnosed adhd guy if i don't get up early morning and plan things i just get really angry and see by the end of the day i feel i feel depressed you know like i'm like i've just wasted this day like i don't know how other people value things like whether money to me time is it money whatever nothing in comparison to time if i feel like i'm wasting my time on anything it's a big fat no i'm just not doing it you know so i found out with these uh isolation times i'm just really trying to plan to focus on my physical health, get back into training properly, watch what I'm eating, and also my mental health, um, which has been great. I've started each day just using to-do lists, giving me things to do, so I feel like there's a sense of achievement. The house is looking really tidy, it's clean, it's nice, all on top of all the chores, which, I mean, if any of you guys are struggling with this isolation, my first tip, there's going to be a podcast full of tips. Tip number one from Papa is... Try and keep your house as tidy as possible because nothing gets you in worse form than if you're in a dump, you know. So first things first, start start clearing the house. That gives you a wee bit of sense of a, a clear head. So 
I'm trying to keep that as much as possible. It helps you with organising things. Now, is it easy to keep a clean, tidy house with a two-year-old? Absolutely not. But we're doing the best we can. I found my disinfectant spray. I lost it. I was panicking. But we've got it back. We're spraying things. Everything's disinfected. Everything's clean. Like the outcast. So fresh. So clean. That's good. And then I feel like I'm going to focus on writing more as well. Again, not always possible, but with working from home, there's no travelling time, so I figure out that I'm saving myself maybe in the region of half an hour to 40 minutes a day. So that could be something done, doing a bit more writing, trying to get a few uh, longer projects that I've started written a wee bit down the line, you know, figuring that out a bit. It's It's been nice. And I've also enrolled in a couple of free courses on the Open University. That's something that I don't know whether that's a thing that they've been doing for a while or whether it's been something that's just come about as a result of this virus that the Open University have gone, you know what, fuck it, make a few courses free. So I've enrolled in a couple of courses there. So go on to Open University, Google free courses at the Open University. If you want to come out of this working on your mental health a bit, you want to get a wee bit of a, a wee bit of knowledge in there, go and do that. Read a bit more. Just find ways to put your day in. Get structure. Go to bed at a normal time. Wake up at a good time and go for it. I got a nice day there on Saturday. Went to bed at about 9 o'clock on Friday. I do not know why. It's early to have been in bed in a long time. But whenever I woke up, I woke up before Holly woke up. I woke up before Catherine woke up. I got up at 6 and I was fully awake. I was like, right, that's me, ready for my day. So I got up, made myself a nice coffee, headed into the living room and just started reading through an Open University course. Holly started crying about five seconds into it, but thankfully stopped nearly immediately. So I managed to get an hour and a half of just solid reading in a course that I'm doing. Um, I'm, I've enrolled in three courses. The first one I'm doing at the minute is in 21st century marketing, which I feel is a course that I could benefit from, be something to try to you know, increase the marketing of this podcast, of me as a stand-up, as an act, as a brand, if you want to say that. Ugh, gross to say. But, you know, in, in many respects, you've got to look at it like that. See, now we're not actively out looking and getting gigs and getting work at the minute because we're stuck inside. You can either mope and dwell or you can go, right, how can I be ready so when I'm released from this cage of isolation that I'll be able to go out, get gigs, go after things, have increased my stock in some way. So... You know, it's been interesting. It's definitely worthwhile trying to learn things, you know, and definitely when you're taking things off your to-do list, you're feeling good. And at the end of each day, I'm like Ice Cube. I'm going to bed, I'm saying, hey, today was a good day. And that's what I want to do. Now, yesterday wasn't so great. Didn't, didn't enjoy it that much. Didn't get much done. But today has been a good day. So um, it's been all good. And here we are recording a podcast. That's another achievement there for the day, um, which is nice. Um, I don't know how all you people have been doing. Hopefully, hopefully well, because I know again, it's been a variation of things. A lot of people seem to be making the most of this situation, which is good. I like that from people. I hate to see people struggling. You know, it is a trying time, as well as being being afraid of the coronavirus or scared of what what it can be. There are other um, like ramifications of what will happen. Like for me personally, I'm a bit afraid because my wife's going back to work next week, and she works in the Ulster Hospital as a nurse. So, given the fact she's pregnant now. I'm hoping that she's not going to be patient-facing per se and can be like 
redeployed in an office type job but again rather than her being like oh, I do, I'm not going in she's like no I need to do it I need to go back in I'm part of a team I need to be there and as much as I am shitting myself about that I'm as well very proud of her wanting to do that again as soon as she gets into the house I'll be standing there at a distance in a hazmat suit with a hose but I'm proud of her and I just hope that the frontline staff in general, the NHS, get the treatment, get the testing kits they deserve, get the support they deserve. And more people like you and I will stay in our houses to reduce the risk, to reduce the strain on the NHS. Even now, there's still people going out, too many people going shopping, far too many people in cars. Because here's the ramifications. People are like, well, can I go for a drive? No, Dick Weasel. Because if you crash your car... You're going to have to go to hospital, therefore you're taking resources away from dealing with this. You know what I mean? Also, cyclists. Don't be out cycling. You know, not because of any strain on the hospital. Just because if you're a cyclist, you're invariably a selfish, obnoxious twat. And then also, you might crash like a dick weasel too and end up in hospital. And see if it was me and I saw someone coming in with a helmet on, I'd be like, nah, the helmet's a helmet. Just leave him. Leave him be. Bottom of the priority pile. You know, there's my to-do list here. He's at the bottom of that list. And also, fuck him. You know, the amount of cyclists I've seen still just out and about. You're like, guys, don't. Like, why would you want to be a cyclist anyway? And again, if you are a cyclist, I'm, you might be a good person, but why do you cycle? Like, what are you doing? Like, figure it out. You know, if you can't go as fast as a car, you shouldn't be in the road. You know, you shouldn't be there. And if you're a cyclist and you go out without a helmet on... You should be allowed to be hit by cars because what are you doing? You know? But the whole thing's getting very stressful and I feel now the spike is coming. You know, people are are more people are dying in Northern Ireland every day, more people are infected every day. It's getting scary, it's getting freaky. Again, to some extent I am sheltered in my little home, just my little cocoon, I was gonna say my little bunker. But that's what we need to do, you know. I'm I'm stocked up with entertainment. I watched The Tiger King on Netflix this week. All seven episodes. Whoa. That was quite a show. Now, I'm going to go into it in a bit of detail here. Um, but also, it was one of the better Netflix documentaries. I also feel like sometimes Netflix documentaries are... Annoying because they give the public this perception that they know more than like professional people know. Do you know what I mean? For example, making a murderer, people just sitting on their arses watching Netflix, like Stephen Avery's innocent, swear to God, he is, he is, I'm telling you, he's innocent, get him out of jail. And you're going, now, this has been put out in a certain way to make it look a certain way for entertainment. Do you think the police are going to plant something on him so much that and then some I'll go, nah. Stephen Avery has probably more than not killed that woman. Let's be fair. But for the sake of entertainment they can just put that out. You know, it'll be shit. Same way if you're watching the the Tiger King documentary about Joe Exotic, if you watch that documentary, it portrays him in a certain light. Then you flip back again on Netflix, watch Louis Theroux I think it's episode 14. It's where he goes and, and meets Joe Exotic. He's portrayed in a totally different way. Less um, <clears throat> ridiculous, less 
unhinged, more of a guy who's just working in an animal park, you know, owning an animal park, caring about animals. Again, if you're a guy that gets in and hugs and kisses tigers, you're a weird guy anyway, let alone with the name Joe Exotic, which to be fair, out of all the characters in that show, Joe Exotic was probably the most normal. Bagavan Antle was probably the weirdest guy in the whole thing. Bagavan Doc Antle, a guy that's got like a doctorate in like some sort of like meditation type course, which is uh, impressive in the slightest. He rides elephants, um, as in on their shoulders and probably into their fannies as well, because he's that sort of creepy guy. I could see Doc Antle just getting a step ladder up, probably a bigger full, it's just a full size ladder. Cause a step ladder probably just put your face into the ass of an elephant, so you probably need a full step ladder to you know. You get the gist. I'm not going into the into the ins and outs, no pun intended, of bestiality of elephants. But I definitely think this guy, you know, he, he interferes with elephants. And also, everybody in that show is overtly sexual. They're all like, you know what you need? Tigers. Why is that? So I can have fuckloads of orgies, marry two husbands, and have a load of wives. You know, it's like, just, hey, have one wife, have one husband. You know, stop, stop all this tiger fucking like not again like doc Antle fucks elephants but you know stop using tigers to get your hole you know that's that's my message out of that you know just get it normally and then also don't kill people but it was a weird show what i'm saying is guys if you haven't seen it definitely watch it um it was mental but also very very enjoyable um i got the end of it so now i'm back back at the back at the the wheel of finding something to watch on Netflix, because which is a difficult challenge, especially on lockdown. Um, Catherine's just a, a nightmare when it comes to watching things. She doesn't like to watch the same things as me. She's just frustrating. I want to watch stand-up specials. She'll not do it. I want to watch horror films. Not having it. Want to watch action films. Not having it. She'll want to watch something like I don't know, Teen Mom, and I'll just sit there on my computer watching YouTube videos of myself. You know, that's why I like to pass my time. Some people say that's vain. Yes, I can't deny it. It is what it is. But I'm trying to find something new on Netflix, but The Tiger King was was, was 10 out of 10 great. And I would recommend it to everyone. Definitely going to feature Joe Exotic and Bag of Van Anthel in the Champions League of Weird, which I'm going to figure out in the next couple of weeks. Got a load of people together. Going to start doing that. It'll be on Patreon because I need to keep putting content out for the Patreon people because my Patreons are the the ultimate slyhards you know, I, I like to put this content out but you get special treats if you go on my Patreon you know, you'll, you'll get additional podcasts more honest probably, more um, insider goss and stuff on that you probably get more content, I'm actually going to put a taster that I filmed up on my Patreon soon, um, hoping to hear back again from a few people before I do that, but uh, I'm, I'm quite keen to, to get that on, and yeah, things are things are nice, you know, again, I, I think I can't stress enough to people to just try to pass your time as, as proactively as you can, and also look after your physical and mental health in these times, because they're going to be trying, you know, there's, there's going to be people who, again, like, they mightn't catch the virus, per se, but some people might find being caged up almost, like one of Joe Exotic's tigers, just to be the straw that breaks the camel's back, you know? So if you're feeling upset or stressed or worried about anything, just let people know. We're here to help, you know? Not me personally, because 
you know, what can I do but your friends, your family, you know, just, just let it out of you and just try to make the most and get out of this the other side, you know, as positively as you can, you know, that's what I'm stressing at the minute. And now tomorrow, I'm thinking, right, what can I do now? I want to get this podcast done. I'm going to probably do a Patreon podcast straight after this. I might just save that for tomorrow. Because tomorrow night, I'll be recording a Boytown podcast. Then I'll be recording an extra podcast. Then I'll be recording a radio show. Because we're doing the Shane Todd show on BBC Radio Ulster. Which has been banging the last few weeks. And um, Just sticking rave tracks on, dance tracks. Just trying to get people to have a good time in their gaffes, which a lot of people have been responding to and enjoying. So thank you for anyone who's checked that out. And if you haven't already, listen to the Shane Todd show on the BBC Sounds app because some of the music there is very nice to listen to. It makes you feel good. Um, so check that out, the Rave Lockdown, as Shane calls it. Um, speaking of Shane, on that note and things he does, he put a tweet up Um about cutting his grass and he said something along the lines of well, I was I cut my grass and then everyone like the first I cut my grass for the first time in months and the whole street came out and applauded me making a joke at the whole round of applause for NHS workers thing which again wasn't making a joke of that was just making a joke it was funny it was what it was light-hearted no offense intended but some guys getting on up being you shouldn't be making jokes at this time you shouldn't be making jokes about this. And you're looking at it going, man, man, if ever there was a time to make jokes, this is it. And also, as nice as that was to give a round of applause to NHS workers, someone's just decided to do that. You know, it's not an actual thing. So, I mean, it's just a nice thing that people are deciding to do in these times, you know. So, it's not like he has to do it, you know. And, and, and like, it was just weird. The guy was like, don't be making fun, you're disrespecting. Now, I'd say, if you're going to make fun of Shane... Don't make fun of him for making jokes because he'll not be sorry about that. I wouldn't be sorry about that. I think as comedians, you should be trying to make jokes. Sometimes you do a wee swing and you miss the ball, but you got to be out there. you got to be there swinging. Like that's what, what, um, what the old saying is, isn't it? You miss every shot you don't take. So you have to do these things. That was a grand wee joke from him. I thought it was great grand. And then people just take offence. You're just going, guys, lighten up. You know, if you're going to make fun of Shane... Don't make fun of him for making jokes. Make fun of him for looking very much like what the BFG would look like whenever he was in his 20s. You know, make fun of him for that. Make fun of him for looking like the young BFG. Make fun of him for travelling around with those long fingers and that long pipe blowing dreams in the kids' ears. Make fun of him about that. But don't make fun of him for making jokes. I think that's probably... Like, there's a weird fraternity of comedians where... You know, you'll stand by everyone's, every comedian's right to make a joke, and I'll get angry about that. That's one thing that annoys me. People um, having goals, having a go at comedians for making jokes. You know, that's what we're there to do. We're there to lighten the mood. We're there to make jokes. Just chill out. That's one thing it gets me, and it'll really annoy me. And another thing is people stealing jokes or copying material or doing old hack material or trudging up stuff that's shit that people like. You know what I mean? Like, what I mean by that, when people put out shit out there, it's blatantly not funny. It's blatantly something that's been seen time and time again. Yet people are going, that's fucking hilarious, sure that. And you going, guys, what are you even doing? Maybe that's just me. I just like to try to make content 
for people who enjoy comedy, not just, you know, anyone. I like to try to put out stuff that people be like, oh, that's funny because we like comedy, not just anyone. Go, oh, it's a funny joke. And you go, yeah, it's also a joke I've seen in a cracker every Christmas since I was two. You know, there's a way to do. What I'm saying is support people trying to put stuff out there. You know, again, during these times, there's not going to be as much stuff produced on as high a level. Like, we're not able to collab with Michael Foster like we would normally do on things like other people are putting content out a lot of stuff's going up more podcasts split screen stuff stuff being filmed on mobile phones let's just enjoy it for the fact that it's funny let's just try and support people trying to do things and let's just not be fucking making fun of comedians for telling jokes I mean I feel like the energy that I brought at the start of this podcast is is getting a wee bit I don't know how I'm turning Scottish it's getting a little bit better now it's getting I think I might just make myself sick. And there's deer in that, gross. That's another thing. And a barbecue today. <clears throat> because, as I say, we're living our best life in isolation. I thought life in isolation around there for a second, and it doesn't. Um, but when I did that, nice barbecue, one cold beer, you know. I just, I'm not a, be- I'm not a beer man anymore, I'm not a big drinker anymore. I'll drink when the time is right, but more often than not, I'd rather just keep a nice clear head and fire through things, you know. And today I had a nice bottle of beer, a couple of burgers, some sausages. It was a nice time. And I'm probably going to barbecue again tomorrow. You know, it's probably, probably going to happen. But anyway, guys, if you like beer and you like barbecues, maybe you should try out the sponsor of the Sly Guy podcast. That is, of course... Modest beer. Modest are a little independent brewery crafting small batch beers for discerning drinkers. Brewed, canned and distributed from Hollywood County Down. And if you're keen to know more, contact Modest Beer on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter at Modest Beer or www.modestbeer.co.uk to find the nearest stockists. Also, if you want to get it in on these isolation beers, you want to get some of that isolation IPA, into your gub go to kwm wines website and they will have that delivered to your door also if you holler at our friends at the vineyard they can have modest beer delivered to you again the delivery guys will be on foot because you know i don't endorse cyclists so the delivery guys will go collect the beers and bring them to you set them in your driveway and you'll just walk out and get them because your social distancing Wow, guys, where am I at now? Listeners' questions, I'm just going to fly into because that's what we're here for. We're here for fun, we're here for games, and I've been chatting shit and getting banged for half an hour. James Quinn, hi Dave, what's something you wish was socially acceptable but isn't? Hmm. I mean, do I feel as though... I've read these questions last week and I've just got the wrong questions. Let me just go and see because, I mean, that's highly possible. It's highly possible that I have actually just gone and rather than got the actual questions for this week, just gone and got last week's questions. And, I mean, there's a percentage of about 80, 85% that I... may just read out those questions so let me go and figure out these questions and then i'll come back to these guys fuck me i'm a technophobe and this is the worst time to be one 
Guys, I've absolutely stank the joint out. I read last week's questions nearly there, and I nearly read the entire script out. But luckily, I've got this week's questions, and the first question this week comes from Luke Gorman. Hey, Dave, hope the lockdown is going well, and you're watching... Or No, no, sorry, I, I can't read. I've got two ahead of myself, I've got two buzzing. Woo! Hey, Dave, hope the lockdown is going well. What are you watching on Disney Plus? Simpsons and Mandalorian for me so far. Also, how do you cope with being trapped in the house with your family without losing it? First and foremost, I'm going to say I didn't think I was losing it. I thought I was calm. I thought things were all sweet until I did this podcast. And I'm like, I'm a bumbling, withering, babbling idiot. But apart from that, doing sweet. Disney Plus, what have we watched? Lady and the Tramp, The Lion King, Aladdin, all live action, none of the old ones, just trying new things. Man, why are you watching The Simpsons? Everyone's seen that shit. Mandalorian, don't know what that is. That's like something we talk about on Boytown, a mandalier, where you just get guys on chandeliers, buff guys, naked, oiled up. That's what interests me, if that's what that's about. I'm all for it, but I think it's something to do with Star Wars. Going to be honest, maybe a lot of people will be startled by this. I've not seen Star Wars since I was a child. I don't even know what any of it's about. And maybe I'll start watching it again. But then people will be like, oh my God, Dave, what's wrong with you? And then they'll be like, oh, at least you, if you watch The Lord of the Rings. And I'll be like, nah. So don't at me. Leave me be. I'll maybe get around to watching Star Wars. But in the meantime, it's just Lady and the Tramp, Lion King. John Joe Flood. I was reading an article on the famous death of Brandon Lee during the filming of The Crow. It got me thinking about Papa Bear and if he is going to go and meet the maker whilst performing would it be during stand-up or maybe potentially a little later down the line during filming of big bears adventure to pipeworks well i mean if i'm filming the big bears adventure to pipeworks there are many ways in which you could die you could choke in the choke at the glory hole you could be just dehydrated in the sauna you could be sex swung to death you know just Plenty of ways to go on that. Um, but see, to be totally honest, I would actually hate to die working. You know, for me, I'd like to pop my clogs in my bed. Not like doing, not like, oi, oi, just sleeping. Just go to sleep and don't wake up. That would be a nice way to go. Later in life, I wouldn't like to do it like this week. You know, that would be a total inconvenience for everyone. I want to meet my new child. I want to see my daughter grow up. I want to walk her down the aisle. And then whenever I hand her to her husband-to-be, look him in the eye and say, don't you fuck us up or I'll fuck you up, mate. And then go, <laughs> walk down the aisle. I want to do all that. But, I mean, I just like to die of old age. But at the minute, I'm definitely focusing on trying to sort my health out so that doesn't happen. Um, but at the moment, the most likely time to die... Well, in fact, I won't be on stage because we're going to be locked down for the next few months. But... Yeah, if I had to die between, I'd probably be rather die shooting a film than I would doing stand-up because it would be a real kerfuffle. It would upset people seeing me, whereas if I died during a film, they could be like, oh no, close the set, not as many people would see it, and then the film would do real well, and then it would get money that would go to my family and look after them, you know what I mean? Whereas if I died doing stand-up, it would be like, here's your 20 quid, mate, you know, and that would be to my wife. Here's your 20 quid, mate, sorry for disrespecting you, and sorry your old boy day. And that also means dad, weird. Davey Witt, hope you're well, Davor. I was so bored the other day that I googled how to make a cup of tea and then realised I was doing it wrong the whole 33 years. Is there any rare things you've done out of complete boredom lately? Um, 
I mean, I would say no. I would say I'm relatively, you know, I'm relatively level-headed, I would say. Um, my wife, on the other hand, would be like, you have a couple of weird quirks that I've discovered in this last wee while. And I'm like, what's that? And she goes, well, you'll sit and you'll wash grapes religiously. And I was like, what do you mean? She goes, oh, you like kneel down on a rug. And I'm like, no, I'm only joking. She goes, you, you'll wash grapes then you'll pull every single grape off the stem, put them back in the box, then you'll split them directly in half, the correct amount, put half in a bag and put them in the freezer and put the other half in the fridge. Now, that's a true thing because that's now my new treat because I'm trying to be a bit better. I'm trying to look after my health a bit more. I'm trying to lose a bit, bit of weight and come out of this lockdown. I'm going into it as I'm going into it as the fucking... I'm going into it as a fucking caterpillar and I'm coming out as a butterfly. So I've, I'm looking at that sweet treat because, you know, Papa got a sweet tooth. So I've just been putting f- grapes in the freezer. Oh, my fuck, they're delicious. Now, there's nothing colder in the world than a frozen grape, but they are tasty bastards. So I've been doing that, which is a bit weird. She also thinks it's weird that I make coffee in a cafetiere. Then I put it into a flask <laughs> and then I drink it. Now, why I do that is because a cafetiere has too much volume i've got a flask contigo they should don't sponsor the podcast they should and i like to keep my coffee hot so rather than just leave it in the cafeteria and waste coffee i put it in a flask and it lasts up to eight hours so if one of we coffee later on bish bash bosh bob's your uncle fanny's your aunt neil is just a guy that lives down the street but the point is i've got hot coffee and i don't think it's really weird she thinks it's really weird it's like why don't you just make one coffee, cup of coffee at a time and i say listen my friend i am saving I am saving my money and I'm being very, very wise. And she doesn't like that. But you know what? In the long grass, I am somebody prepared for an apocalypse with my warm coffee and my frozen grapes. Smithy, what's the last thing you've ever done to Shane Todd? Any revenge plan for Dirty Bastard Gate? Um, you know what? I haven't really done anything too sly to him. Now, I'd be totally lying to say I have any revenge planned at the minute because I don't. I'd also be totally lying to say I, 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 I don't even own one because I do. After that, I will get him. Long runs the fox and the long grass is a place where a bear can lurk for a very long time, my friend. And I will strike when the opportunity is right. I will mug him off and I'll mug him off good. But I'll just wait until the right time. But in terms of the slightest thing I've ever done to him... Nothing really, he's more sly to me, you know, but listen, Smithy, when vengeance comes, it'll be a dick, best served cold. Craig Walker, howdy partner, I'm loving having to think of the ridiculous shit to ask you so frequently for all the podcasts recently, but keep the ball rolling, Papa. Question, please, 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 can you and Shane both watch Tiger King on Netflix and have a detailed discussion at some point? The main character is the definition of a cum guy, Joe Exotic. He's definitely the definition of a cum guy. Now, Craig Walker, your wishes, your dreams are being answered because we're going to discuss this at length on the Boytown podcast this week, so be sure to check that out on Thursday. If you haven't already, like and follow the Boytown page, because we're going to be trying to do more stuff over that. Again, I'm all for it. Shane, not so much. More interested doing his own thing. But hey, we'll try and keep the Boytown thing running on anyway. Brandy has said, have you heard of 8D Audio? It's unreal. Check it out on YouTube. Have to do it with headphones on. It's amazing. Now, 
I've actually heard this, right? I've heard of one. I'll tell you what it was. One of my mates sent this thing into the group chat, being like, "Oh, this is it." They. 8D audio, check it out. And I mean, knowing the guy, I was like, nah, it's probably just that woman making porn sex noises. So, right, what I'm going to... Oh, no, guys. Oh, no. <laughs> I made a major boo-boo there. I put my earphones in to listen to this 8D music. And guess what? You guessed it. It fucked it stopped me recording. It stopped just getting an extra 10 minutes of gold because I was buzzing off that. But I tell you what, Brandy, the 8D is incredible. It sounds like you're actually in a nightclub. Like, it, it's very bizarre. Very enjoyable, though. So, uh, yeah, definitely check out that 8D audio show. The Norfolk Pines have asked what my favourite comedy films were growing up. Um you know, if you're talking when I was a kid, again, my taste in comedy is different. I loved all the American Pies. Did I love them because they were funny? Or did I love them because I was 15 and there were ditties in them? Probably the latter. Because, I mean, that's all you wanted when you were a kid. You'd be like, oh, like you buy loads of horror. I'd like, why are you a big horror movie fan? I'd be like, oh, because there's only fun. You know, realistically, because I love being scared. Truth, I love ditties. But, um, yeah, I loved the American Pies growing up. Austin Powers was a favourite of mine. Um, also, oh, was it Austin Powers and what else? Oh, the reason why I'm getting mine first keeps saying Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. All oh, righty then. Were great as well. And then just anything like, you know, Super Bad, Step Brothers, all that kind of jazz was great as well. Let me just see one wee second. I'd actually leave the room there for a second because I coughed and I started choking and I thought I was going to flip and choke, but I'm fine. I'm back. It's all right. Mark Miller says, hi, Dave. Hope you're sweet. First question I've put into the show. Well, Mark, it better be a good one. With all this corona panic and now that we're in lockdown, what's your thoughts on these wee skitters running about getting blocked with mummy and daddy are meant to be making sure that they're in the house? Takes me back to the old carryout days when times were simple, getting souped in the football pitches. You know what, Mark? Yes, I get it. I get that's probably nice to see, but not in a fucking pandemic lockdown. If any guys have kids that are of that age that are going out and drinking, go leave it. I tell you what you do. You put down your PlayStation controllers. Don't know why adults have them. You put down your Sky remote. You pause Game of Thrones. You go out. You find where your fucking skeletal son with a one all over the back and the sides and a big mop of hair on top is you go down you kick the white lightning out of his stupid spindly hands and you drag him home by the fucking muff on the top of his head you kick seven bells of shit out of him on the way home and then you get him to the room and go listen here you fucking frail bastard you do not drink your fucking mates in a park on lockdown you go to your bastard bedroom you get on your computer you get a fucking split screen on a house party or whatever the fuck it's called and you sit in there and you don't fucking leave there's a fucking quarter bottle of Goldschlager get that down your rat you cunt or alternatively if you have a daughter you sit down your TV remote you head out of the house you get you get angry you go into the football pitches and you find her and you go you high 
waistbanded, jean-wearing, scrunchy in your hair, bastard. Get you the fuck home. You go over to her. You kick her fucking Bacardi Breezer out of her hand. You get her in a headlock. You twist her scrunchy and you dig the top of her head. You don't want to hit her face because ultimately it's still your daughter. You dig the top of her head. You drag her home. You kick her up the hole up the stairs and fuck her into her bedroom. And you say, listen, you wee bitch. Get on your laptop. Get on the house party or the Skype or the FaceTime or whatever the fuck it's called and talk to your fucking pubeless mates and have a party there. And don't you go anywhere. And then you throw her a bottle of Big Beastie and go, stay in the fucking house. And that is how you parent teenage kids. Helen, what's the worst customer service you've ever received? I don't want to get into it, Helen. It'll annoy me. What I'm going to say, Sky Internet phoned up, wasn't working right. The guy was like, oh, you just need to upgrade the fibre because it's in your area. And I said, listen, playboy, it's something to do with the connection or the box. He goes, nah, upgrade the fibre, that'll fix it. And I said, do you swear in your mum's life? And he goes, aye. Then I got fibre and I'm assuming the guy's mum died because that's not the way it worked. Didn't fucking work. Again, I was right. Phoned up again. Got a gentleman who had very much um, a more of a an eastern sounding voice. He sounded like he may or may not have been from somewhere along the lines of India or Pakistan. And this guy ran through all these tests with me and he was like, now there's a problem with your box. And I went, mate, I told the first guy I wanted me to get fibre that was a problem. And why didn't he do it? And the guy was like, because he's probably a prick. And I went, yes, mate, he probably is a prick. And the guy was like, right, okay, you can't fix this. I'm going to send the guy out. Send the guy out. They're like, you need a new box. That's going to be 80 quid. I said, Sky, pucker up. And you know you're going to be? And then Sky went, what? I said, you're going to be a pot full of soil in my back garden. And they went, why are you going to be a pot full of soil in your back garden? And I said, because you're about to receive my bulb. I'm not paying 80 quid because you've fucking thieved me into buying fibre. So you're going to give me a box for free. And they did. And it worked. But it doesn't even fucking work. Because my house is like some kind of bunker. You close the door, you don't get the Wi-Fi anymore. Which was fine until I got the PlayStation game on lockdown. Knowledge is power to play with my wife. And my Wi-Fi cut out and she won because I couldn't fucking answer questions. Jeez. Us. <sighs> Phil McSee, heard you say before about working out the WWF theme songs. Any particular favourites to recommend for pumping iron during isolation? Yes. The songs I like to listen to are songs that are actually by rock bands. They're just good. Triple H's song, because it's by Motorhead, the game. Evolution, Motorhead. You've got uh, Alter Bridge, the do Edge's theme song. Very nice music. And then Batista's theme song. They're the ones that I like to listen to when I lift weights. Ooh. And they're also Jack Guys. And I love, I love being big, big, big Jack Guys. Ali Harder said, who's going to leave the, my house first? Hashtag Big Brother. Day 45 in the Big Brother house. Ali is leaving the front door. You're going to leave first because you are the lady of the house. The El Capitan. The steerer of the ship. And as captain, you need to make the first move. You can't have the kids leading the ship. Because, I mean, it's like, you can't have the inmates running the asylum. you got to have the big warden. you got to have the nurse ratchet. And you're the nurse ratchet, and you've got to run that shit. So you'll be the first to leave the house. Violin Mick, top three breakfast cereals. For me, it's Cheerios, Frosties, and Cocoa Pops. Hey, Mick, no one cares. For me, it's Ricicles, Frosties, and Cocoa Pops. 
Only joking, Mick. Thank you for the question. But Cheerios, seriously, number one. What do you, they don't even have sugar on them. Ugh. Get ricicles of fucking Rice Krispies with sugar ingrained in them. Make your header. Last question from my Italian friend, Nathan Cusilla. Salutations, David. Salutations to you too, Nathan. I hope you're doing well despite these trying times. Anyway, would the big bear rather be transported back in time and live as a cum gunslinging cowboy or a chunky sexy Viking guy? Stay safe. Well, man. I'd probably say a Viking. I mean, I like the idea of being a, a, a cowboy, walking into the bar, being like, this tiny, this tiny big enough for the both of us, do 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 do, and any man's gonna leave. And then he'd probably shoot me when the time took me to sing that, great falsetto. But yeah, probably a Viking, because I think they've got the big beards, they've got the wee, those wee helmets on, they like to drink from horns. They've, there's big buxom ladies in Viking times. I just like the sound of it better. Again, if I, if I were to go back in time and be anybody, it'd be Henri Louis. Or, in English, Henry VIII. He's my kind of guy. He's got gout, eats all the nice food of the day. Lots of wives. Um, lots of beheading. That just sounds like a fun way to pass the time, doesn't it? So yeah, thank you very much, guys, for your questions. There's a couple of things I need to say before we go. First and foremost, if you're isolated, rate and review the fucking podcast, please. Go on Apple Podcasts, write something nice about the podcast, or just write something weird and I'll read it out. Whatever you write, I'll read out. That's why I want to say take the time to get get down, review, and write about it, because then I'll read it in the podcast, and it'll lead to the wee topic of conversation, because there's going to be more content, there's going to be more things going out, and the more info I get, the better. So please do that, and then... Also, subscribe on SoundCloud and Spotify, whatever else. And keep sharing on Instagram stories. I love it. It cheers me up. See, when I'm in social isolation and lockdown, I like to see people listening to my stuff. I like to think that there's a reason that I'm sitting in here in a room by myself talking shit. So please do keep sharing it, keep retweeting it, supporting like that, and hopefully I'll put more content out. Try to put some more video stuff out. Did a couple of videos this week. Did a Pet Shop Boys party with Shane. Wrote that. That was nice time. Did uh, Graham McDowell. Graham McDowell, Graham McDowell um, video as well. I'm going to try and put some more stuff out if I can just figure out how to do it because I'm a technophobe, but I'll work something out. I'll put more content out. I'm also going to do it doing the Champions League of Weird, which people want. So just, yeah, keep supporting, keep being great, guys. That's all I want to say. Lastly, and not funnily, seriously, if any of you guys have any spare baby monitors... Not because I've got a new baby on the way and I'm a tramp, but hospitals are looking at so nurses can talk with patients. So please, if any of you have any spare baby monitors you're looking rid of, get in touch with me. DM me on Instagram, Twitter, or whatever. Not Facebook, because I never check messages on my Facebook page because Facebook stole money off me one time because they let someone hack into my account to get my credit card details. So fuck you, Facebook. So if you want me to come through Instagram and, and Twitter, and yes, people are going to go, but Facebook owns Instagram. I know, but fuck up, right? But just get in touch with me and let me know if you have them because hospitals are looking them. And if you have that, I'll tell you where to send them. And you can do even more towards helping this cause in this difficult time. So guys, stay positive, stay upbeat, and stay the fuck inside.